Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. Today's episode is brought to you by obscured the pursuit of of Radical Self-Acceptance, my second book. Go check it out at obscuredbook.com for more. You can pick up a copy of Obscured, Safety Sucks. You can tune into the new, latest and greatest podcast that we have. Really, I guess I'll say effing, effing scary stories. Really effing scary stories. All over at Pale Horse Media Co. Head over to palehorsemediaco.com. That's P-A-L-E, horsemediaco.com for publishing, indie books, podcasts, and more. Hello! Howdy! Hi, everybody! Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you episode 100 of the Hop Nerd podcast. How awesome is that? Now let me let me put in a little little, little thing here and say that it's technically more than a hundred so far, but the way that I number things, it, it's a hundred. It's officially one hundred. Let's just let's just say that right now. I know I'm going to get some some mail and be like, if you look. Uh, technically it's 116 and it really is technically 116 episodes with, with everything. Um, but it's 100 official episodes and we are here to celebrate 100 episodes. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to rant at you a little bit first, and then we're going to jump into a chat with the one and only the amazing Dr. J Allen. And we're going to talk about the journey of the hot nerd so far when we get into that conversation. But I wanted to start a little bit of that conversation with you here and then roll into this super awesome conversation with the one and only Dr. J. Allen. I'll tell you, it's going to be a long episode. It's episode 100. It's got to be kind of long and over the top. It's got to be something a little different, right? So let's start right here. I think this is the most appropriate place to start. And I just want to say this. I want to start with a simple yet very heartfelt thank you. And look, you know me. You hear that from me a ton, but you hear that from me a lot because I mean it. I'm so thankful to each and every one of you that listen every week, that send me emails, that send me texts. Heck, they call me. A lot of you call me. A lot of you send me DMs and we chat and we talk about different things. To all of you all that have been inspired and gotten involved and went out and started your own podcast and started, it's, it's just amazing. I'm so thankful 
to each and every one of you. It's because of you that all of this is possible, that we get to have these amazing conversations. It's because of you that there are a hundred official episodes of the Hop Nerd podcast. All of that is because of you. And I just really want you to know how much I love you, how much I appreciate you, and how thankful I truly am for you, for all of your love, all of your support. And you're not going to stop hearing it. So if you don't like me telling you that I love you and that I appreciate you, then you might want to leave and go find another podcast because I'm warm and fuzzy. Wait till you meet me in person. I'm a hugger, just FYI. You could have never imagined that, right? <laughs> but let's, let's do this. I want to take a moment and recap um, some of the super amazing, awesome guests that we've had on. And then let's talk about some of the things that we've accomplished around here over the past 100 episodes. And then we'll go from there. And we'll jump in and have this super awesome conversation with Jay Allen. And then we'll wrap it up like we, uh, like we normally do. Uh, so let's do this. I wanted to just take and just share with you um, how amazing our guests have been. I mean, let's go, even if we just go all the way back to the very beginning of the Hop Nerd podcast, as most of you know that have been with me from the beginning, um, it just started with me doing this, just talking to you uh, and a very small handful of you at the time, which has since grown into a larger handful. Um, but it was just this. It was just having this conversation, Sam ranting into a microphone in a lot of ways. Um, and then all of that changed once once we had on um, a dear friend of mine, um, a safety professional by the name of Robert Dornan. Uh, and we hope to have Robert back soon. He was actually our first real interview. And I, I'll tell you, um, I think most of you know this, I kind of sucked at interviewing to begin with. I was new. Don't hate me. I know. Look, it's, you know, that's how we learn, right? We, we go out, we try and we do and we figure it out. And that's, that's kind of what happened. And I, I think I've gotten a little bit better at it over time. But you know, from there, we, we had on Robert and we had on another dear friend of mine, another safety professional by the name of Steve Fuller. And then from there, I mean, it just started to explode. We, we basically just become a, you know, a, a guest show. I mean, it became an interview format, which is awesome. I think at some point I might flip back and start doing, doing some solo episodes here and there. Let, let me know what you think, if that's something that you would like. Um, but yeah, from, from there we, we, we jumped in and we had my, my dear friend Josh Bryan on. Um, we had on a, another dear friend of mine, a hot practitioner by the name of Patty Kapperman. And it just kind of went on and on and on, right? And it's just every single week, you know, we've just had amazing People, Sydney Decker, Mark Alston, Steve Harvey and Tony McConaughey, um, all kinds of amazing folks. Dr. Jay Allen, we've had him on, on for a two-parter prior to this one, right? Michael Zell, um, James McPherson, right? I mean, you just name it. We've had some amazing folks. And I'm speaking like this because I'm scrolling through the list, kind of looking back and reminiscing as we're going. Uh, Tanya Hewitt, Tim, Dr. Tim Ludwig, Sheldon Primus, Rob Fisher, uh, Colin Nottage, I, I mean, Todd Conklin, Gary Wong, Andy Schoen, 
Adam Johns, right? I mean, you just go back and look through the list of the amazing folks that we've had. And I've got to say, that's probably uh, not to give away any of our conversation with that, I, that I'm getting ready to share with you with uh, Dr. J. Allen. But that's probably my, my proudest accomplishment. There we go. Accomplishment of this past, these past 100 episodes is just these amazing conversations. It's been 100 amazing conversations. And I'm just so proud to be able to bring that and share that with you and, and just make that available to anyone that wants to listen. I think it's just awesome. To recap a little bit of 2020 so far, um, I think it'd be really easy to sit back and go, you know, 2020 was just a horrible year. I, I think that'd be really easy for most of us to go and just, yeah, awful write-off year, you know, it just, just not, not happening, not happening. Um, I'm one of those kind of folks that every new year I kind of go into it going, you know what, this is going to be the year. <laughs> I know that's pretty optimistic, but that's, that's just how I am. I, I just find myself, it seems like every year going, you know what, last year was good. This year's going to be great. I just, I just find myself doing that every single year. And it'd be easy to look back at 2020 and go, God, that was a horrible year. And I was doing that for a while. I'll be honest with you. I was, I was doing that. I think as most of us have, we've kind of fallen into um, isolation, depression of some sort, right? Lockdown depression, COVID depression, where we're going, God, this was just an awful year. It's just like a wasted year. But it's not. My significant other gladly kind of set me straight on that and was just like, look at what all you've done this year. Look at what we've accomplished. A hundred episodes of The Hop Nerd is amazing in and of itself. We launched another podcast, as you know, really, really effing, I'll keep it PG-13, really, really effing scary stories. Um, But with that, we also launched HopUniversity.org. We started bringing human and organizational performance in an on-demand format. How cool is that? And and there's a lot more happening over there as we speak. We're doing a lot of stuff on the back end of that that you'll see come out pretty soon. Um, We launched Pale Horse Media Co., palehorsemedia.co, here as of recently. We're publishing books. We're we're publishing other folks' works. Um, We're working with authors. We're providing author services. We're doing all kinds of cool stuff to bring amazing, cool things into the world. How awesome is that? So just, just, just amazing. On top of that, I wrote Safety Sucks. And then more recently, I wrote Obscured, The Pursuit of Radical Self-Acceptance. And it's so easy to get caught up in all of this stuff and forget what we've actually accomplished. It's easy to look back at this year, 2020, of our good Lord and Savior and say... Well, that was a shitty year because it kind of was in a lot of ways, right? Especially if you're a people person like me. It's been an interesting year, but it's not a write-off. I look around in our community, and I see so many people doing amazing things. So much positive change is happening, even in our, air quotes, horrible year. I see amazing books coming out. I see amazing virtual things happening. I see folks out there continuing to fight the good fight. I get your letters and your emails and all that stuff and hear your stories about how each and every one of you are out there making the world a better place to work. 
and just about all of you are, are just making the world a better place, period. And I just think that that is awesome. So 2020, I'm ready for it to be over. I mean, I'll level with you. <laughs> I'm ready for 2020 to, to be gone. But it's been a pretty damn good year so far. Let's, let's just be honest. And it's been a pretty good 100 episodes. I look forward to the next 100. Hell, screw that. I look forward to the next 1,000. I'm excited. Getting to 100 just makes me excited. It makes me excited to record the next 1,000. It makes me excited to get to have another 100 conversations, 1,000 conversations. It makes me excited to get to continue to have this conversation with you every single week. I love it. I like it. I got to have more of it. I'm excited. I'm excited. That's all I can say. 100 episodes feels like it's just scratching the surface because it is. I'm excited for what's next. I'm so excited for what's next. So I'll shut up with my rant about that. There's my piece. And let's jump into this super awesome conversation. Our 100th episode conversation with the one, the only, the amazing Dr. J. Allen. How are you? Feel, how are you feeling now? Hundred, a hundred in. What do you think? What do you think in a hundred in? It's good, man. It's good. I, I don't really know what to feel. If that's probably, I, I don't know. Well, the funny part is, it's a milestone. Yeah, but it's a milestone that means. In I'm not trying to be an asshole because that's how it's going to come across. It's a milestone to you because most people don't make it past episode 14. Yeah, yeah. And it's a well, huge I, thing, but it's then well, it's like. Nobody else is making a big deal about it, so it's like, how does this work? Yeah, well, and I think I think I uh, I think I mentioned that to you. Um, I, I I knew that stat right, and so when we first started this, I recorded fourteen episodes right <laughs> right right out of the gate. I'm like, I'm I'm at least going to exceed that, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. It, it is a milestone, but you know, um, for me, I don't really feel. I don't know. I guess it's just my personality. I don't I don't feel that accomplished with a hundred. Does that make sense? Right, because I feel like I'm like okay, 100. Let's let's talk when it's a thousand. Well, I, here's <laughs> yeah. what I look at. I go, it's a hundred, and it's a good number. I don't want there to be anything said where it doesn't make sense. But I look at it and go, there's still so much work to be done. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Some people look at a podcast as a podcast. I look at it as trying to have conversations with people where you're making a change inside of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at it as that you take. I'll say a similar approach because I'm never going to sit here and go, you and I are the same because we're not. <laughs> but I look at it and go, you are really trying to drive everything. There's so much stuff that you're trying to drive. And I don't think that you feel like you've accomplished what you want to accomplish. And I think that even if you did accomplish it, you're going to say that you haven't accomplished it yet because that goal has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think you probably hit the nail on the head there is that the goal has evolved a lot mm-hmm. since, since when, uh, since when we first started and, I think that's the the more amazing part because I sit back here and look. Um, I, I, I pulled it up one day and I, I, I screenshot it. I can tell you what it is, but it's like November something. It's right around my birthday is when when this whole thing started. So my Thanks birthday is November, yeah, my, my <laughs> birthday November twenty eighth out there. If anybody wants to send me a thing to my PO box again, I'm joking. I don't send me anything. No, he's not. I'll give you the address. I'll give you the address. <laughs> um, but so as I was looking, I was like, so there's my year mark, you know, kind of the year end mark is, is, is like November 25th. Some, some, I'll just pick that number out of my ass. Um, but since then, I think it is that it's, it's that the goal has evolved a 
a ton. It started kind of in this very laser focus hop thing. And I, I think it, it still is there quite a bit, right? But I've even evolved even in my language of, I don't even use it to be the hop nerd. I don't even say hop that much anymore. Even when we're talking safety, I'm talking safety better, right? I always, I'm always talking about safety better because I get so tired of everyone tossing around names, right? I just want to do things better. And those conversations, I believe, drive that, right? I think that's that's one of the, the more important parts. So looking back at the podcast, I think out of that, because out of those 100, it's something like, and there's actually, I look, there's actually more than 100. It's just my, my numbering. Put this as 100. Um, I know the pain. I, st- I stick with that. I, stick, I stand by that number. So the other 10 or whatever don't exist, just FYI. Um, but as I look back at it, that's probably the piece that I'm, I'm the most proud about is out of those 100, probably about 95 of them, 90, we'll just say 90, are conversations with amazing people, right? And that's probably the piece that I'm proudest about is to amplify those folks' voices, is to bring those messages to the forefront and to throw those messages into folks' ear holes while they're out there doing whatever they're doing, you know, while they're, while they're cleaning the house, driving the car, mowing the yard, hanging out at work, doing whatever. Um, it's nice to bring those folks uh, it's really connecting their messages with other people. I mean, just bringing in those conversations, you know, just having the ability to have that conversation and have folks. Uh, and I, I know that we're, we feel very similar about this. I love for folks to feel like they're just part of a conversation when they're listening to the podcast. I don't want it to be, this is BBC radio. I don't, I don't want it to be that, you know, mm. that's great. That's great. And all. I think there's a place for all that stuff. Um, it's wonderful. But for what I try to do, I really just want folks to feel like a fly on the wall. And I know we use that term a lot, but that's really what I want. I want folks to just feel like they're in the room with me and whoever, just hanging out, talking about whatever <laughs> we end up talking about. You know, on, on the Hot Nerd on the main podcast, you know, it's, it's um, 90% of that ends up in the hop space, some form, way or another but we go all over the place, which I think is great too. So, um, but yeah, so that's a really long, long rant. Um, but the proudest bit of those 100s is of those 100 episodes probably is the conversation so far, just getting to connect with all those people, the relationships is that's built and the relationships that that's helped to grow with other people because people go, Oh, that's cool. I'm going to reach out to that person on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and then they connect and then they chat and then it becomes they become part of the community, which is probably the, the more uh, important part is that we're growing community. Um, but the goal has evolved into, instead of just, I, I just, I, I've, I don't know. And it's, it's, it's just my personality. I don't just want to make the world a better place to work. I just want to make the world a better place. Damn it. <laughs> and that's kind of, that's kind of where I've evolved that, to. <laughs> don't you feel like you're already going down that path? I mean, you've done a couple of things that if I'm taking a guess, I would imagine that you did not think you were going to go down this path. At For least sure. start off. I mean, yeah, we're yeah. talking about right now we have two books mm-hmm. that you've done. And one's what, what a little over a week you let it you let it out and it's already in the top ten. Yeah, we it's it's it goes back and forth. I, so I'm I'm at number seven hot new release today, which kind of makes me. <laughs> it was bump. five earlier. Wasn't it but five yesterday? I, I hit. It was five. Well, it's it goes back and forth. So it's like <laughs> if if anybody that's that does any type of indie publishing, you know this struggle, right? Um, so it it's been out for right around seven days now, and it it debuted at at the three spot. Mm-hmm. So it debuted and stayed at number three for a while. And then it floated at number five for a couple of days this week. And I don't know, like I'm, I'm the last person that likes looking at some stupid, you know, graph of where it's going. Uh, yes, you do. Come you on. Know, it's hard like- not to, right. When, when it's your baby <laughs> and you pour it out your heart and soul onto, you know, it's paper. You're like, let me, you sit there on the edge of your chair watching this thing, you know, to see what it does. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's, 
I was thinking about that the other day because I was, I was having a conversation with, um, with my significant other, with Jarrell, a partner. And we were just kind of recapping because he's had a pretty impressive year. Like we were just kind of recapping some of the stuff that he's done in his career. We we're just kind of talking about where we, we, you know, what's taken place over the last year. And obviously everything with the podcast and everything that's been going on there and everything with the books. And as I sit down and actually like started to think about the stuff that, that, and I say we, because it is a family effort around here that I say we did because they put up with me when I'm writing and they put up with me when I'm doing all this <laughs> stuff. They, they permit me to do those things. So I understand how, this, how that goes. when the stuff that we have accomplished this year really is mind blowing to me, but I don't feel like it's nearly enough. There's a lot more year left and I've got some other things up my sleeve that I want to see happen before the end of the year's over. I think that this is where part of the podcast evolves. And this is my opinion. Of course, I could be absolutely wrong. You can tell me I'm off my rocker, but I look at it and I go, you started off when I found you, you were in a totally different place, at least from what, when we had our first conversation. Yeah. I don't think that back then, and I could be wrong. Maybe you already had it planned. I don't think safety stocks was already part of your, of what you had planned. No. Um, it sounded like you were happy doing a podcast and doing your, well, say your normal nine to five, even though we know it's not a nine to five, but yeah. you seem to be happy. I mean, and things have evolved significantly for, for you. And believe me, by no means do I want to come across as, Oh, if it wasn't for me, this would have never, no, that's not what I'm saying. What no, I'm saying yeah. is you've changed so much, so many things in such a short period of time. And I don't care what anybody says as they're listening or whatever's going on. You have disrupted the market, which I always smile about it, which I love. And a lot of people, the majority of the conversations that I still have, you always come up in conversation in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're, you're right. So safety sucks. Wasn't a part of the plan at all. Um, I've always enjoyed writing and I'm, that's, that's, that's not saying that I'm good at it. I'm just saying that I enjoy it. Uh, you, have, yeah, you had a number one book and the other one, <laughs> let's see, number three. Yeah. It sounds like you're a terrible writer. You um, but I enjoy it. Right. So that, that, that works well. So, um, so when I, when I, and I'll, I'll give a little bit of the story there is, you know, most of the folks out there that have read that understand. Um, and I will say this, let me, let me throw this out there, which is probably won't be out by then, or this, this will be out before then. Either way, I'll, I'll throw another one up there. Um, there's going to be random times and I'm going to be giving away the Kindle version of safety sucks as a free book. So just FYI, everyone listening to this, you can go check. It might be, it might not be by the time you listen to this, but mm -hmm. I'm doing some. It better be on episode 100 as a link. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's that, right? So go, go look, go look at safety sucks. I'm giving it away for, for free at the Kindle version. If you go check on Amazon. So, um, I'm not shipping it for free. I'm just saying, no, no, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I did. Uh, yeah. I, but you know, um, I have done that with some giveaways and never something like that. I love giving them away. Right. I really do. That's probably the, you know, that's probably the funnest part. The only thing it's almost as fun as selling them almost. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's just, like you said, it's just, it's a, it's a thing, right? You, you make it, you create it, you create something cool and people want it and they like it. And it's just, it's a cool thing. It's, it's, it's like being a craftsman, right? It's, it's like, it's like crafting something very cool. Um, but so it wasn't part of the plan, but I had that story there all along. Right. I, I kind of, anyone that's read it knows the story, right? This kind of story of burnout and ready to walk away, away from what, you know, I decided was a bullshit profession because let's be honest, about 90% of it is bullshit. Right. I was ready to just like, this isn't worth my health. This isn't worth my time. This isn't worth me throwing away um, a good portion of my life for companies that don't even really care if I, if I'm here one day or gone the next, it's just, just not worth it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so, 
safety sucks really become, that's the only beef that some people have had. They wanted a safety book and they got a memoir because it really was kind of a memoir. It's, it's more of a memoir than it is anything else. It's, it's a safety. It's sucks a memoir. true story of how it works because right. let's be realistic. You can buy a lot of these books and there are some good safety books out there. I'm not saying they're not, sure. but they are not based in reality. They're based in concepts that somebody had sitting behind a desk somewhere of a good idea. You're saying, Hey, this is what I experienced. I think it sucks. <laughs> well, and it it was the it was the pieces that I wanted to know that I should have been told basically before I found myself in the profession. Right. Um because I you know the in for those folks that haven't read it like I said if you're listening to this now you can go you can go read it for free probably. Uh, <laughs> I always like to throw a probably in there asterisk here just in, just in case. Right. <laughs> but um you know it's 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 good to understand what you're walking into. Cuz I think I would have been a lot more prepared for it if I did. You know if if I knew um, but what really led me into that, not, not to kind of get too far into the safety sucks rabbit hole, but what really led me to that path was, is that when I started the podcast, I asked people to talk to me and they did. <laughs> people called me and people texted me because I, I have a text number and they would call me and leave me voicemails and they would send me texts and they would send me emails and they would send me DMs on LinkedIn or they would get a hold of me on Twitter or, or wherever. Right. Um, and we would have conversations and I still do that as much, as much as I can. I've got like a backlog of people I've actually got to get up with now, which I feel horrible about because I'm, I'm the person that likes to respond to everybody. Right. Right. Um, but their stories matched mine. Right. I'm going, so this isn't just in that industry that I was in at this particular time. It was, it was like this over in manufacturing too. It was the same kind of, it's worse. You put up with what you did what, because as I, I wrote an article, um, I forget even what I call it. It's like the six sucks of safety or the 10 sucks of safety. It's, it's on my LinkedIn. And that's what started that conversation. And people were like, let me tell you, you think that's bad. Let me tell you what happened to me. Like I got fired because I couldn't case manage down a recordable. Right. They fired me and blackballed me from an industry because I couldn't make an amputation, not recordable. <laughs> you know, and you're you should be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 supposed to be a safety god, right? That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to you wave your magic safety. wand and you manage and just safety. yeah, you manage safety. You're supposed to manage that outcome, right? Um, so as I started to hear the stories, I'm going, my creative brain kicks, and then I'm like, I've got to write mine because this resonates. This this needs to be said. Nobody has told this story, at least not in a no BS kind of way. Like I didn't want to hold any punches. You know, I kept it, you know, safety sucks is pretty short. I didn't, and, and there's some plans there at some point in the future for maybe some expanded editions, you know. Um, I've got some other thoughts on particular items, but I, I didn't want to hold punches because guess what? I don't have any associations with um, certain or professional organizations that don't want Oh, to you're so kind. You're so kind. We're on your show. No, I'm yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't have associations to where I don't, I can go in there and say that they suck because I did. Mm-hmm. Right. I can go in there and I can say that, you know, if your professional organization doesn't represent you, you should stop paying your dues and stop going there, right? Because they suck. I can tell you that if your college curriculum is still teaching you compliance above all else, you should change colleges, right? I can go in there and call out all that BS that a lot of folks haven't. And that's what, that's really what led me down that path was going, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to paint some political book about how great the safety profession is, except for a couple little things. I really wanted to hone in on all those stories and all the just kind of general BS 
that you deal with, not only as the profession in general, but the way that organizations treat you most of the time, the way that the certain companies treat you, how your life is going to be for the first little bit if you find yourself in this profession. And now I think it's getting better. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I, I want to make that clear about that book in particular, that I don't want it doom and gloom. It was not meant to discourage folks at all from joining this profession. It was, it was meant as a rallying cry for betterment. And that is one thing that I'm the most proud of from that is there's several people that continue to stay in contact with me that uh, I won't name their name because I'll, I'll embarrass them. There's, there's about three or four of them that stay in contact with me pretty regularly going, I, I fought and I'm joining this advisory board for this local college to help change some of this. And, well, I, and I know that you and, say it's not doom and gloom at the very beginning, but that those first few chapters, it's like, oh, shit, what did I get involved in? Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, but I, I think it's what's been amazing about it. Like I said, um, the only hate that I've gotten is they're like, this isn't a safety book. You know, that's that's the only real hate that I've that I've really gotten from from the book itself. Um, and it's been more of those entrenched kind of. Um, old school folks, you know, they're like, safety sucks. Yeah. Until you cut off an arm. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't bother to read the book. Right. <laughs> well, I, I always look at it is that I don't like to look at reviews and this is just me personally. I don't like to look at the positive reviews and I don't like to look at the negative reviews because yeah. if I accept one, I have to accept the other. And I always kind of think that you have to stick to your ordeal. And I think the book's great. Um, I think that it was something that was not in the market. I haven't been able to find anything close to it. I'm sure some jackass will try to imitate it because that's normally what happens. Um, (laughs) But I look at it and I go, there was nothing out there that was similar to it. And right now you have that out there and it's really, it really comes written from the heart in regards of how you describe the stuff that's going on. Well, that's one thing that I will say, you know, kind of honing in into the writing bits of this, um, the more that I write, and that's really where I started with this is that I just, to me, I don't see writing as mechanical as a lot of people see writing as mechanical. I see writing as art mm-hmm. and I don't, um, believe it or not, I, I am quite an artistic person and most safety professionals aren't right. Um, I'm, I'm, we, most safety professionals have more of a mechanical inclination. I do too. I find myself in this weird, like in this weird dyslexic ADHD in between ground where I kind of like both, <laughs> you know, and I kind of have an affinity for both to a certain extent. Um, but so for writing, I don't see it as necessarily a, a, a mechanical means of just transferring information. I see it as art. So it all comes from the heart because I don't, it, it sucks if it doesn't, right? I think about the stuff that I enjoy reading, but I think about when I sit down and I read Hunter S. Thompson, Hunter's not writing, you he's pouring out this beautiful thing on the paper and not giving two fucks about what anybody thinks about it. Right. And that's kind of where you have to go. That's one of the best lessons that I've learned from a mentor that, that's into writing um, that shared with me, that especially when you're writing stuff like this or you're writing uh, memoirs in particular, uh, as I just wrote, um, it's kind of memory. Um, I hate that word. Um, <laughs> but you just can't think about what people are going to think about it. So it's kind of couples with what you're talking about with reviews. You just can't care. It's art. Right. It's completely subjective. Right. So you just can't care what people are going to think about it. So I pour it out completely from the heart because I don't, I know that that might sound rude, but I don't really care. I'm just going to give you pure, raw, what I think, no BS straight from the heart. Because again, I don't see it as, as a mechanical thing. 
I see it as the same thing as creating music because we were just kind of chatting before about music um, or creating a picture. It's kind of the same thing to me. I want to, I want to create something that's, that's no BS. It's true. And it's cool. (laughs) How how do you look, how do you look at this now that there are some of the most intimate parts of your life poured on pages now that someone can pick up and read and know more about you than you'll probably ever know about them. Sure. And they might not even know you as a person until they read this. What do you think about it when it comes to that kind of stuff? Well, I think it's just something you have to accept. You know, I mean, if you're going to go down the path of, um, let's be honest. I mean, and whether you're podcasting or you're writing or you're doing YouTube videos or you're doing everything, as most of us kind of find ourselves kind of mixed in mixed media, right? Um, everyone knows more about us than we know about them, typically, right? Other than, than, you know, maybe folks that you're closer with and we communicate pretty regularly with, right? I mean, we kind of, you know, I think about my friends group here. I think about my my extended family, you know, my extended friends group, but you're in that and other folks are in that that are kind of not local that we kind of do stuff like this, you know? Um, other than those kind of circles of people, um, everyone that listens to us knows a lot more about us than what, mm-hmm. I mean, if you listen, you go, you go listen and hang out on the rated R safety show for a little bit, right? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to get some, some of Jay Allen's opinions on some things, right? You're going to, you're going to sprinkle some of that in there. People are going to start to figure out your leanings on different things pretty quickly. I try not. (laughs) But it happens, right? We all, we're people, right? We're all going to always get to that point at some point. Um, But, you know, when you go down the path of pouring out some of the stuff that I did, um, it's extreme vulnerability and you just have to accept that for what it is. For me, if, if me being vulnerable um, leads to one person having a better outcome in their life, it's all worth it. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's completely worth it. I, I, I'm, I've never been a very shielded person. If someone asks me a question, I'll gladly explain to them who I am, where I'm from, and what I've been through. I, I've, never, I've never minded to do that. Um, but I think um, so much of what I did with, with the more recent book is that it's just I want people to uh, not be afraid to tell their stories. Right. I think that's such an important part that we miss so often is the importance of storytelling. I I come from rural Appalachia and kind of that oral tradition of storytelling was so important through all the cultures up until now, especially in the mountains, it's just recently stopped. And that's another project that we're working on is, is in and around actually Appalachian cuisine. Um, but recipes and things were all handed down through, Hey, this is how you do this. Mm -hmm. Nobody wrote anything down. I'm, I'm sitting here picking, picking my mom's brain. And she's like, I don't know. I put a pinch of this and that and a, you know, sprinkle of that. That's just what, what I was told to do. You How know? big is your hand? No, I'm kidding. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of like the, uh, um, um, like cooking rice. Like you use your finger, right? Like <laughs> that's, you know, to measure the water to rice, you know, it's, it's the weird stuff like that. Um, but I think it, it is important to, to tell stories. And for me, it was capturing that story into something that I could actually put out and people could, could see and read and, 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 and get their hands on um, because I've shared my story and I'll continue to share my story, but it just took that storytelling and put it in a more accessible format. So it's out there for sure. I think it's good. Like I said, it, it doesn't bother. I, I, I'm proud that it's out there because I hope that it encourages other people's other people to share their stories. And I hope that it has a positive impact on, on folks' lives at the end of the day that they can go, okay, yeah, I, understand, I can see that perspective now. You know, I, I can understand that. So what do you think about the other side of the coin then? People that might actually use the book to target you. That's fine. That's fine. You know, so I think it's, um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So um, 
I don't want how, how did this happen? How did I start interviewing you? Don't you love how this worked out? Anyways. Well, this is how it always works out. So I, I kind of like it because it's nice for the for this this 100th shindig. You know, it kind of works out even better. It's 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 when you uh, it's when you get us together. This is what ends up. <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get like a uh, like a timer or something to where you like you interview for half and I interview for half, <laughs> and then we. <laughs> You knew this was what's going to happen, anyways. But, no, but in a serious note, what do you think about that? Because it's bound to happen, and it's just well, it because does happen. people are people. So it does happen. So I shared that I shared some stuff um, not too long ago. Uh, I shared a post on LinkedIn, and I shared it a couple other places um, about. Uh, and it was full disclosure. Like I, it's it's a book. I'm I'm doing some advertising with it. Right, I'd boosted some Facebook posts. I'd boosted some Instagram posts. You know, kind of normal stuff, right? And so it to get the book in front of other 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 markets. Right. And very targeted markets, which is kind of interesting mm-hmm. that these people actually came up into play. Um, but it was interesting to see a lot of kind of the really awful foul comments. And I laugh because that's all I can do. Right. I'm just going, this is your life. Like you sit at home and you write nasty stuff on Facebook for your life. You go and look and it's like unemployed, not doing anything with my life sitting on, you know, Except for a few, which was even scarier. Um, some were actually high school teachers and different people. I'm like, really? High school English teacher of all people. Right? I'm going, great. So you're a book burner. I, I see how this is, how this goes. Um, <laughs> but to kind, of, to kind of get off that rant, kind of back, it's, it all goes together, I promise. Um, but it's this. People can say whatever they want to say. Right? Now, if, if people target me, um, I, I will gladly, gladly uh, target them back. Mm-hmm. Right. So just like the, I give this high school English teacher, I gladly tag their employer in the post that they post for sure. You want to teach kids and be a homophobe. That's fine. I'll let your high school see that that's what you do. That's not being an asshole. That's just, that's doing, uh, that's, that's my, uh, that's my uh, community your service for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because again, you know, LGBT kids have a huge suicide rate and that person right there directly contributes to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but to get back to where I'm going before I, before I rant about that, um, <laughs> I think that it's good because I don't, it's this, it's that if people go out and they hate on it and they throw it out there and they use um, those bits and pieces of my life to target me, and let's be honest, the only bits and pieces in it that they can use to target me really is, is, is LGBTQ plus issues, right? That's, that's what they'll use. Right. Um, that's fine. I want that out in the sunshine. I want I want those assholes to be on full display because that's what they'll get painted as. That's fine. That's absolutely fine with me. I think that hate and bigotry festers in darkness. If you hide it from the sun, then I don't know who's the homophobe, right? I don't know who the asshole is, but when you put it out and put it on full display, I know exactly who you are and everyone else does too. It's great. So I encourage it. Please, I encourage it. Let us know who you are. That's the, that's the <laughs> yeah, and, and let's 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 be realistic. You it, not that you ever hit anything. So I just want to make sure that no, we're, no, 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 clear no. here. No. But you've been more open about things as of late, and that's great. Sure. And and we had a conversation during another sequence that was behind a what we call a paywall that nobody paid for. Um, yeah, and I'll just make a small reference there. <laughs> and you said something during that where you said. I've never expected a straight friend of mine to go around telling me that they're straight. So why would me being a homosexual, why would I be, you know, required to say that? So when you look at it now, being as you're opening up a little bit more to your, your 
I don't, I never, to your listenership, let's just call it that way. Mm-hmm. What have you seen response wise? Like, have you seen a change? Do you see more people coming your way? Have you seen some people vanish? What's, or kind of a mixture? You know, it's, I will say this, and it's, it's very similar to um, the process of coming out in general um, that you see a lot more love than you see hate. Right. Um, the interesting part is that you don't really know where people stand until they know. Right. And, and I think that's, that, that, that's a really important piece for folks to understand out there that that's one of the biggest fears that folks have that are part of um, the queer community um, is that right? You, you just don't know the the contradictions will absolutely blow your mind sometimes, right? You will find you will find loving, caring people in the places where you go. Really, the Westboro Baptist Church, right? <laughs> right? It's it's some of the weirdest places. And then some of the some of the folks that you think would be absolutely open minded allies will absolutely see you as vile and awful and terrible, right? It's it's amazing. It blows my mind. Um, you know, it, again, I keep, I keep screaming this, that we should, we just have to make the golden rule cool again. Like we need to start treating people like, like how we would want to be treated if that were you, your kids, you know, whoever else. Um, and we wouldn't have this massive suicide rate in LGBTQ plus youth, right? We wouldn't see that. Um, or at least not to the extent that it is. Um, but yeah, it, the interesting part is that there's been a lot more love than there has been any hate. Um, when I first did, when I did the first pride episode back with Bill, I even mentioned that during the episode. Um, and I even got called out on it. So by a couple of listeners that kind of caught me, they're like, you do not apologize. You do not apologize and say, oh, I'm sorry, but I might lose a couple of listeners. You do not. Like I had a couple of people really hit me hard and be like, no, screw those people. Other listeners, right. They're like, screw those people. If they leave, let them leave. We don't want them around here. They're not part of this. <laughs> you know? And that's kind of the approach that I've taken. But to be honest with you, um, other than expanding into other places that I want to go anyways, you know, um, expanding into other projects and st- the startings of other projects. So again, life busy, not, not quite there yet. Some of those, but expanding into some other things that we're doing um, to try to help, you know, pro- professionals, especially in the safety profession um, that are part of the LGBTQ community, you know, that face different or unique challenges, you know, um, professional organizations just lump us with the girls. You know, they don't they don't have um, they don't have groups because we don't. I don't know. That just doesn't seem very wise to me. Right. I like it. <laughs> but, you know, because we don't we you know, we don't have special interests. I guess we don't have special um, and it's not to be special. That's not even the right word. We don't have unique challenges, I guess, that other folks do. So we don't need that representation within certain organizations, I guess. Um but it's, it's more or less led me down that path. And as far as listeners go, what's really been touching to me more than anything else is that people have um, reached out and said, you know what? I had opinions maybe before this and my, you've changed my opinions. You, you change. And I, I won't give that away as to what, you know, what their opinions were or, you know, there's some really, I, I, I keep that stuff to myself. Um, they, they confide in me some of those things. And I'll just say some of it was not great, <laughs> but to hear that, that, that might've changed some people's minds. Right. Um, even now, which is, this is hilarious talking about the, the new book. Like I, there's people that have copies of the new book. I don't have my copies yet. I'm waiting on my copies. I hear other people already <laughs> read it and I haven't seen it in print yet. Um, but they're like, even that, like a couple of folks that have already reached out and said, you know, that's some of this has really changed my mind. You know, I've just really opened my eyes, you know, as to what, what folks deal with. Um, so I guess that's really saying that to me, it's this is that uh, I stick with what 
um, some of the hot nerd family told me is that, is that if people are going to leave because of who I am, they shouldn't be here to begin with. Um, I've, again, I've, I've never, I've never hidden who I was. You look at anything, there's pictures of my family everywhere. I just, I've just never felt the need. I didn't feel the need to kick off the podcast by going, you know what? Hey, everybody, I'm here. I'm Sam. I'm queer. I'm here to hang out. We're going to talk about hop. And if you don't like that, here's your trigger warning. I've got to give a trigger warning because I'm gay. Right. And everyone, just in case, just in case I know that it changes the validity of my information I'm giving you because of my sexuality. Everyone needs to leave now. (laughs) 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 So that's, but the interesting part is, is, you know what? Um, Listeners continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Following continues to grow. And it seems to grow more that I can, that the more that I give people, again, it's not shielding. There was never any shielding. Um, It's more of giving people a peek into just my normal life, I guess. Behind behind this, behind this thing, right behind the mic, kind of seeing my life. That's just my normal life. You know, people seem to connect. That's not seem they do. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I connect with, right. When I'm watching stuff. I like seeing people, you know, hang out and talk about, you know, their, their, their struggles in life and talk about their kids and talk about, you know, everything else that's going on other than just, just this, this, this parade that we put on of hop and safety and everything else. Everything's perfect. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, there was never an intent. And I think that's, I don't, I don't think that's ever changed through the podcast, at least the first 100 episodes. And I don't plan on it changing. There was never any intent to be stuffy. All right. There was never any, and that was quite the opposite, right? There was never any intent <laughs> never to formal, formalized anything. I give people that warning before they come on the pod all the time, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't script nothing. I, I script nothing. Mm-hmm. I will not. You'll be lucky if you get any questions beforehand. Right. If you have anything that you want to talk about, think about it. And we'll, we'll do, we'll do five minutes before we start. And that's it. Like, we're just going to roll with it. And if it sucks, it sucks. If it's awesome, it's awesome. But we're going to, we're just going to keep it real. Right. And a lot of folks don't like that. A lot of folks won't come on because they want to, they want an own outcome before they come on. Right. Right. Um, and then you have right. editing control, which is the other part. Right. We're and freaked out too. I, I, I know, I know that you faced that trying to get certain people on sometime by the middle <laughs> of this year. Was it something like that? Um, and so it, there's a struggle there with people that, you know, they, they basically want to use, um, use your platform as, just a promotion and they, they want to know their own outcome. Right. Um, but so it's, it's been interesting because um, I've just, I've never, again, it's, I've never wanted it to be stuffy. I've never wanted it to be formal. I've never wanted it to feel this kind of starchy corporate kind of crap because that's most of what we fight against. That's most of what I find myself fighting against in, 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 uh, in all this is just making work, not suck in general. Right. So why would I want to take the stuff that sucks at work? And bring it to the microphone because that's and, what well, that's what some of the organizations <laughs> think that you want. Now, I have a couple of strange questions for you, if you don't no, mind. No, no, go ahead. No. Um, has there been any guests that you wanted on the show that you could not get and still continue to try to reach out to, and it still hasn't happened? Um, yeah, you yeah, don't have to give, you don't have to give names. It is your no, show. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I will give names because um, I'm still chatting with them, but it it just it just didn't work. And I'd even text you about this. I was actually going to have on Spike Cohen, who's a Libertarian vice president presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have Spike on just because I thought it'd be cool. He was in Phoenix, and we were we were chatting back and forth about that. And things just didn't didn't quite work out. So his, they were doing a bus tour, and that's not that's not giving away too much political news. I just thought it'd be cool to mm-hmm. to have him on. Um, just, just to let folks know that there's other options out there other than this kind of freak parade that we have going on between R's and E's, 
right? Um, so there's other stuff. There's other parties. Just have why, everybody. <laughs> I, I thought it was only here. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I thought that that so stuff like that for me, that's kind of where I find myself going, is trying to um, keep the really heavy hop theme, but pepper in some of this stuff. So the reason, and I'll, I'll give you an example of what led me down the path of spike as an example. And I would encourage folks out there, go out there, look at, look at all these people, form your own opinions, right? Um, I'll never try to influence folks on how they should lean politically. Don't want any part of that, at least yet. Um, but you can go. Yeah, and, run, uh, are you running? Is that what you're trying to <laughs> God, no. Pass. Um, not in Phoenix. Not right now. <laughs> but if you go look at uh, Joe Jorgensen, who's the libertarian um, presidential candidate, she is a behavioral and organizational psychologist, which is kind of neat if you're kind of in this world that we're in. So you might want, you know, again, cool, right? Pretty neat. Like that's one of us that's up there doing that right now, which is kind of cool. And I get it. It's it's the LP. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But <laughs> it's 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 still kind of cool, right? It's she's one of us, right? So I'm like, well, that would be so neat to try to. So that's the people that I keep trying to chip away at. You know, I don't mind giving that away. Um, will I ever get the, who knows, right? Who knows? Um, but I will I have to say, other than some of those, like, and, and I consider that kind of pie in the sky, kind of shooting, oh, shooting no, up, right? You know, kind of, kind of punching up, trying to catch something like that. Um, but I will say that uh, most folks, I, I don't have to reach out to many. I don't, I don't want to sound too much like an asshole when I say that, but a lot of folks reach out to me. I mean, and I, I, I know you, I know you get this too, right? Most, it kind of seems like, again, back to, I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like this is just easy breezy, but the podcast probably is the most easy breezy part of this whole thing. Because well, it, it, it's interesting because you say that and a lot of people are, will probably be like, what? It gets to a point where people are contacting you and you're not contacting them. I'll yeah, say it that way. You don't sound like the bad guy. But that's how what ends up happening. But it well, it just because, and then it kind of evolves into like I'm not saying I don't contact people. I definitely do, right? Mm-hmm. I kind I'll take you know I'll tell you how much I contact people. I'll take like an hour out of the month and send out like pepper out a few kind of requests to people that I kind of really would like to have on. But most of the time I'm just like chatting with people, you know, and I'm like, you should come on, mm-hmm. right? It just kind of found like that, or you know, they they send me something cool, and then it's like, okay let's do this. Let's just let's do a podcast. And so I guess where I'm going with that is I don't, I don't sit down and strategically plan my guests, right? I don't sit down and have like this kind of like, okay, this, 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 and I want this person here and this person here. Cause then this goes with this and this goes with that. And I'm going to make this. And I don't know, maybe it might be better if I did, but I, I don't see the time and investment panning out that much. I don't see any ROI see, on that. Just it, to be completely kind of honest with you. It's funny that you say that because I look at it and I go, I don't do that. But if you sometimes look at some of how my episodes have worked out, it goes, you so, had to plan it that way. But look, I think it's this. It's because you find yourself um, – I don't, I don't think folks that do this uh, are all that different. I think we're, we're probably all very similar if we find ourselves kind of doing this. We have a certain personality type. And we are planning kind of in here, and it, it just kind of manifests almost – Right. It almost just kind of happens because we're kind of thinking about it back there somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And because our train of thought is on something. And then we just kind of start to seek out those guests. We just kind of start down that path. Or like you said, it's it's weird. Like you'll have people that just randomly hit you up. And you're like, mm-hmm. of course, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. You know. Okay. Um, so, but, so let's let's flip it now. Mm-hmm. 
guests that you thought was going to be great, don't give episode number or name unless you just want to. No. That did not end up being the person you thought they were going to be. I've I've had... um... (laughs) Not somebody else's story, because I know I've shared mine with you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have not invited that person on. They have not reached out to me, actually, the one that you're just figuring out. Wonder why. Uh, um, But, um, so there's a couple, um, but... I don't, I can't really think of any that were really that horrible. Right. I, look, I, I, why are you making early, weird faces? Nobody can see it now. <laughs> I, I might share the video. I don't know. It will be the hundred. Right. <laughs> but so it's, it's, it was for me, it was this, it was that the ones that did kind of suck. I take more responsibility for it than they did because it was early on and I was trying to figure out how to interview, you know, the first couple interviews, I, they went okay, you know, to be like never interviewed anybody, right. About a microphone like that. I thought they went okay. Um, but I think now it just has gotten to the point to where it's just this, it's just like when you and I started this, we never said, okay, we're going to start now. Right. right? You just kind of start talking. And I think most people once I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bit of uh, kind of a common theme. And this isn't just me. I think it's just, I think it's just the conversational format. When you keep it loose, when you don't have some wonky script and you're sending over prepared questions, you know, um, you just get right to, to the meat of stuff, right? You just get right into it and people get into their true opinions. They don't have time to sit um, me either. Right. Cause I don't know where it's going to go any more than anybody else. Right. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm on the fly. I don't sit and jot down stuff beforehand. Other than remember to ask their name. I don't really get, you know, I don't really jot anything down. Um, every now and again, I'll, I'll, if they like, if they have a book or something, I'm like, let me write it down so I don't get this wrong. Right. right? Scribble it on my hand, you know. Um, but I think what's really interesting is the common thing, the theme that I've got from guests afterwards, they're like, holy crap, it's been an hour. That's the first, that's the first thing. Cause we've kind of evolved into more long format. We become an hour all pretty much every episode. Um, and I've gotten more now to where I, I cut it at an hour. I'm like, okay, we're at an hour. Let's stop. Um, Cause I've had some that went on for you and I, I went on for like three hours. Uh, Only three hours. <laughs> I like it. I like long format. Most people actually do too. It's strange. Those are some of the more listened to episodes of the long format shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's the, the statistics out the window. Um, but what they've all kind of come back to is like, that was really easy. Most especially folks that haven't been on podcasts or even folks that have, that have been on some other podcasts. They're like, that was really easy. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they, they walk away with this thing that's, they, they go into it and they're, we've, we've all kind of been on other podcasts too, where we're like, okay, how's this going to go? What are they going to ask? Right. right. Um, but I, if there's one thing that I, I'm super proud of that, that folks walk away and they go, you know, I enjoyed that. That was fun. That wasn't, that didn't feel like work. It, it should it never flew, feel like work. Right, it flew by. That was, that was an hour that just flew by. And it felt like a conversation with somebody that I've known for years. That's what I shoot for. Right. right? So I can't really say that I've had any, I've had a couple where I've been like, okay, let's, let's, let's get done. You know, <laughs> but um, most of them have, have just been just that it's felt like conversations between friends and folks. Some of the best ones are folks I've never talked to. You get them so, all because, so because then you one. start to you start to build a friendship. It's really interesting. So let's use that. So which ones have knocked you out of the park that you didn't expect? Oh God. Um, well, I, and don't rank them because that's good. That'll be. No, no. So th- this is this is no this is no ranking at all. But um, 
I will just say this because I, I can sit here and name names that, that we all know. Like when I say when the Sydney Decker episode blew me away because it's Sydney Decker, right? Obviously. Right. right? So those don't count, right? Because they're kind of like the, right? Of course it's going to be awesome. I mean, hold on. Um, they do count, but they're expected. <laughs> right. Right. It's an expected outcome, right? If there was a deviation there, it'd be kind of off normal. Right. Um, now, I think, if you turned around and said that was the worst interview I've done, then I'd be like, hold on, let's backtrack. So. You know, just think, this format. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, it's bad, but after a hundred, I'd almost have to go back and scroll through. And I probably should have, I should have prepared. Huh? <laughs> I should have had a list of episodes in front of me. Um, if, were, if I were a professional, <laughs> I would have done that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, one of the first ones, and I actually just did another one, which will be out by, by this time before this one. Um, one of the, one of the people that I have grown a friendship with that I had just absolutely enjoy talking to is Clive Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um, Cloth has a book out. I encourage people to go look at it because it's it's awesome. Um, but I will tell you that with the, from the first conversation that I had with Clive up until up until now, we we just recorded another one. Um, just awesome, just awesome to chat with. It's just it's just that like it's it's um, it's it's just like it's it's like sitting in a bar talking to a friend, right? And I've never met Clive in person. the The podcast that we did um, yet. The podcast that we uh, that we did the first one we did that was the first time we talked, right? It wasn't like we got together and did like I don't know what. There we go. Now we're getting some episodes. Um, people like they think that we probably get together and we're like, oh, we do you know we do like a a, a prep meeting beforehand and we yes, it wasn't we're supposed to yeah yeah but so so we don't right we don't and so I I just I just really appreciate not only do I really in, I really enjoy Clyde's perspectives. I really, I really appreciate um, the heart that he brings to this and the perspectives that he brings to this, but I just really enjoy talking with him. Um, you know, I, I just thought, again, that episode was absolutely, absolutely great. Um, going way back when, uh, too, to, you know, some of, some of the folks when we did, um, uh, like Josh Bryant was, was one of the earlier interviews and just blew me out of the water, right? And never chatted with Josh for us other than just going back and forth, you know, on LinkedIn going, okay, let's do this thing, you know? And then uh, um, I won't give away too much, Josh, as to how nervous you were for your first podcast. Uh, <laughs> so don't, don't, don't get mad at me. I love you. You're awesome. I love everything. All my Brisbane fans doing over there. Uh, but it just, it blew me away. And I think that episode blew a lot of people away. Mm-hmm. When you got to just listen to Josh talk about their journey, Right about an organization that was actually doing things differently, not talking about how to do it differently, but actually doing things differently. I'm sitting here, you know, going through this, listening, you know, recording with him, going, "Oh my God, I love you guys." <laughs> you <know? laughs> do you have a position available? <laughs> right, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to Brisbane. Just make room. I'm, you know, somebody have a spare bedroom. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what what the what the process looks like for work permitting or anything like that over there, but I'm on my way. <laughs> so I have a question. I know that not, not too many episodes ago, you actually did an interview with Tim Ludwig. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it really wasn't, we'll say quote unquote BBS versus Hob, which a lot of people no. always want to portray it that way. What did you think about what he was saying? I enjoy Tim's, I enjoy Tim's perspective. I do. I do. And I'll even couple that with the comments uh, about Clive because um, Clive and I both are pretty adamantly against a lot of the kind of this can package BBS stuff that a lot of organizations have. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even him and I would chat about it, that chatted about that episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to one of Clive and listen to one of Tim. Um, 
but I thought it went really well because I think we find ourselves in this position and I enjoyed that one a lot too. So I, I'll be honest, I'm going into this, I'm going, oh, this is going to be interesting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but so number one, it was great. It was great to, to talk to, talk to Tim because he's uh, a fellow Appalachian person as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So that we kind of, we kind of hit it off a little bit there too, which is kind of fun. That was a blast. Um, I think he's based in North Carolina. Yes. Um, he'd come up under Geller, Virginia tech, right. He's, he's kind of there. And so he, he knows all like my stomping grounds too. So it was just cool to talk to me from this cool to talk to a hillbilly. Let me say that. It was fun to talk to. A <laughs> I can use that term. I am one. Right. Um, so I thought, I thought that was, I thought that was fun. Um, but what was really great about that is when we got to the kind of the end of it, we kind of are saying a lot of the same things. Right. Again, Tim has a great book out. I don't have it here with me. It's actually at the house. Dysfunctional uh, practices. Functional practices. And I always thought that it's funny. Um, Clive and I talk about that because if you, a lot of times when you go to like, uh, when you go to buy safety sucks, you'll see commonly paired with dysfunctional practices. You can buy these in a bundle together. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm like? <laughs> so, so the hot nerd and the BBS guy, you know, <laughs> teaming up here. Uh, no, Amazon, Amazon forcing us together. <laughs> but uh, so I enjoyed it though, because, I, you know, as a, if you read dysfunctional practices, I read the book and I, I told this to Tim, you know, I'm like, you wrote a hot book yeah. <laughs> yeah. because it's, it's that, I think that there's a lot of conversation to be had. I'm, what really happened and Tim and I had went back and forth in some comments and what eventually led us to doing this podcast. And we both had kind of settled on the fact that like, it's bullshit that everybody's in our profession just throws mud at each other and doesn't focus on the main thing that we're just trying to make things better. Mm-hmm. let's talk about how we can make things better instead of arguing about who's right. Because this thing's kind of dumb to just sit here and just argue. No, I'm right. No, you're right. No, I'm right. No, you're right. Let's actually talk about how we make the world a little bit better place to work. And I think that uh, you can probably use some of Tim's knowledge because he's a super smart dude. Well, you can, I can agree with you as long as you say I'm right. And then I agree <laughs> right, with you. Right. look, no, he's, he's really you, good. And, and I'll tell you, um, like I, you, you go, you go to my bookshelf at home. Scott Geller's on my bookshelf. Tim Ludwig's on my bookshelf. Todd Conklin's on my bookshelf. I'm not sitting here going BBS V hop like everyone else. It's kind of the opposite. I like unity. I think that I'm not saying that we shouldn't dissent. Dissent is good. Dissent is is healthy. Um, but when well, you get into this 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 polarized tribal mindset of my team right, you know your team's wrong, it doesn't do anything for us. And that was a lot of what prompted the conversation. So I never wanted that episode to come across as hop v behavior-based safety. Well, you know that automatically what people are going to think because it's a different perspective. I mean, you're the hop nerd and he's known for being under Geller. But the difference is, is that when you actually listen to what Tim has to say, we're not that far apart. If you listen to what some bogus, hocus pocus BBS salesman sold your organization you're way off base from what, what right. we believe. And you're also way off base from what Tim believes. I would, I would assume. I don't and if, you Tim, kind of, if you look at some but, of the uh, newer Geller stuff, you're not, you're going to be way off base, right? You're way off so as well. If, if you're, if you're going down this pre canned packaged, here's your easy button on how you fix safety. You just blame people. And that's what you're using with a handy dandy Scantron observation card, mm-hmm. right? And calling that BBS. And that's what most organizations have called BBS fix the behavior, fix the problem, right? Which means beat the person, get rid of them and fix the problem. Um, you're not going to be in line with what those, with what those, with what that, that true school of thought thinks anyways. And that's really what I wanted to highlight. That's what I thought was important to pull out of that episode, not to go, 
oh, it's five principles of hopping. Well, it's funny because if you if you when you sit there with with Ludwig and you sit there for a time for a period of time, he'll tell you that he believes that hop came out of behavior based safety. Just kind of some of the general concepts if you kind of take a look at it. And if you listen to some people, they're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And I'll tell you, I am will always be indebted to Tim. And I'll explain this for the reason why was because Tim was the first show host, podcast, or whatever you want to call him to be willing to take the risk and the gamble to come on to Safety FM. Yeah, um, yeah. So even if Tim doesn't put out as many podcasts as other people, we we, we talk about that pretty frequently, <laughs> but he'll always have a spot here, regardless of yeah. him doing one every six months, whatever, yeah. because he was the first one to ever do it. Yeah. So, and I will, I will, I encourage, I, I actually encourage folks um, uh, when folks ask for, people ask me for a reading list all the time, right? And I actually need to go update when I have an old one on my website, but that's one that's actually encourage folks to read Tim's book. Like I, I encourage folks to go read that book on a hop reading list, right? Because mm-hmm. dysfunctional practice is a damn good book. It is a good book. It is a good read, right? Um, so again, I think that um, the, the Tim's and the Scots of the world, I don't think that, it would be it would be so so stupid of us just to write them off, right? It's it, and that's what a lot of kind of this new I don't want to say new school hot people because that's not not what I mean. Um, I don't even know what to call this kind of sect of people that are kind of they're they're just as bad as the traditional zealots. I'll put it to you this way: these are the I went to a conference for two or three days, and now I am a hot practitioner and know everything about everything that's going on and EBS. Right. That's what I'm exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's easy. It's so I don't. And again, I think it's, I think it is, it is okay. It is okay to call out the negative. That is okay. But it's super easy to just focus on the not so great stuff and then pretend again, if, if I can just call out a bunch of stuff that you're horrible at, it makes me look amazing. <laughs> right? Again, I, I, I operate under this concept that if you want to get rid of bad ideas, you start putting out really good ideas. And if you put out enough good ideas, the bad ideas just kind of fall off the plate because there's not room for bad ideas when you have enough good stuff happening, right? When you have enough good ideas out there. Um, so I think it would be very, very stupid of us uh, as, as a profession to so quickly write off the amazing works of Scott Geller, the amazing works of Tim Ludwig, the amazing works of all of other folks in that camp, simply because the way that we've seen it manifest in industry has not been that great. We need to focus on that piece and say, well, that's dumb how you did that. Right. That's not what was meant. Right. And so, and I think there is some challenge there. I think, uh, I think we do need to kick that football over to those guys. And go, you guys need to call out some of this BS. Right. This, this is your stuff. You need to call out when this, you, know, you need to say that's wrong. <laughs> you know? Well, I'm going to tell you what I would love to see before you make it to episode 200 is I would love to see Geller on your show. I would love, I would love to, I would love to. Yeah. I think that would be great. If, I'm sure if you contact them, who'd be willing to do it? I need to, because I think, I think that again, I, I don't, I think it's great to me. And that's where I've, I've kind of fallen under this banner of just doing safety better is that I think that there's a lot of stuff there. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. And Tim even brought it up in that episode. Like what's next? What's going to be the next thing that comes along and then says hop stupid. Right. Cause it will happen. Right. So it's, it's, it's not that we just throw out everything with each evolution. That would be kind of not great. Right. The fact of the matter, and that, that's so much of what I enjoy from episodes like that, or that I would enjoy from an episode with somebody like Scott isn't to get on here and go, Oh, you know, hop is the, you know, it's the best thing, you know, ever. Um, it's really to have the conversation about what does the future look like? 
because it's the evolution of all this stuff together that's the important part, right? How does all this stuff actually fit together and actually manifest in the real world into something that's functioning in an organization that works, right? That makes life not suck, that makes safety not suck, that makes, you know, all this stuff not horrible, right? What does this stuff look like together? And I think that's some of the conversation that that I had with Tim. That's some of the conversation I like to have with Scott, not to go, you know, you shouldn't, that's stupid, actively caring, that's (laughs) dumb. Because that's the conversation most people want. There is a whole movement behind that. People don't realize on how Mm -hmm. big that movement is in regards right. to active caring for people. Right. I know some people have went as far, does this mean that I don't care enough for my, for people? Blah, blah, blah. And that's not, the, that's not what it's, what it's about. It's no, about no. seeing, I mean, it might be a little bit difficult to do with the bracelet thing at this point, especially because everybody with the fear of COVID and all that stuff, but how he came up with that conceptually is a, I mean, I think it's a great idea. Yes. He, he came onto the show and he gave me, he gave me several copies of his books and I had already been reading some of his stuff prior. So I was just really impressed on how detailed he is and he wants to make sure that he covers everything. And it was a lo- it was a long time ago that I actually interviewed him. Yeah. But he was even worried back then about legacy, about what his legacy was going to be. And I look at it and he would when it's all said and done, he just wants to make the world a better place. It's really what it boils down to. Well, and that's so much of what, uh, I know we've kind of went off on a little bit of a hop BBS kind of rant here, but that's so much of what Tim and I kept circling back to. Is, was that right? And even agreeing on, on the hop on the principles and agreeing on kind of all these different things. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, it's dumb to blame. Of course it's dumb to blame, you know, of course, blame and learning move in opposite directions. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course they would. Right. Of course error is normal. I, you know, it, that's the conversation that we're having. Um, and again, I think we would land in the same place, whether it's with uh, no matter what, however we want to paint that term, because we're seeing it right now. Um, Dr. Dave Proven just published this nice little thing talking about, if you've yeah. seen that little chart between it's all the different great. names that we, we kind of use, right? right? Wonderful. Wonderful. I think he'd written a piece about it not that long ago as well. Um, speaking of Clive, he had published something to safety differently, even talking about some of the naming conventions around this stuff. And cause they all kind of mean a little different, different things. Well, uh, it depends like what the small changes were based I thought on. It was, I thought it was interesting to see that. That's a great thing. So if you haven't checked that out, that's available on LinkedIn, I believe. Um, but even with that, you know, cause I think he had mentioned on one of the, I think it was during our hot power hour, I think is when he mentioned it, he even said, you know, we would just been better off sticking with HRO and just sticking with that term. And just kind of <laughs> off of that, you know, it would it's, it's been better. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of where I land is I'm so I'm just done. I'm personally, and I'm done with this kind of this kind of bickering between well, safety differently means this and hop means this and BBS is that and this is that. And if you're in any of these camps, they're opposing and they're not most of the time. Right. We're still moving towards the same thing. We're, as you said. I'm sure, and I'm, I don't know Scott other than some random comments here or there on LinkedIn, right? Um, um, but I would venture to guess that Scott's probably on the mission to make the world a better place to work, right? I would venture to guess that that's probably his goal is just to make the world better, right? And that's kind of where where, uh, where Tim and I landed in their conversation. I think together we can do that. If we're arguing and flinging mud at each other about terminology, we're never which, going to get there. Which is an easy thing to do. Never yeah. going to get there. It feels like we're doing a lot, but we're not. <laughs> no, it, it, believe me, as I mentioned that it wasn't tried to just to harp on one particular episode, but that one, of course, no. sticks out as one of the one of the big ones of, hey, this is yeah, someone yeah. who has a different perspective than I do. And I, I enjoyed, and I will say that I enjoyed that episode. And I think that's, that's, 
if there's one thing that I say that I really enjoyed about it is that is that I think that there that it can prove that folks that should be uh, at least as far as the little LinkedIn army out there goes that should be on the opposite ends of the army, right. On two different teams aren't we're, right. We're not, we're not, we're, we're, we're in this, we're in the same boat. We're trying to row to the same destination. So I think if we have those conversations and again, it's not, I'm not discouraging dissent. I'm the first person to tell you that if something BS, you should call it BS. That's fine. Let's have that conversation. You, I didn't know that. Right. If it sucks, let's talk about it. Right. Um, but even farther than that, the names don't matter whether they're calling it this, that, or the other, you know, but well, again, don't, those, don't, say those, that. I don't say that I've already bought safety 3.0.com. So <laughs> safety three, <laughs> <laughs> but so, but I think it, it is important to know that because, you know, even as I mentioned um, again, go back and listen to the episode. I think it should be one before this or two with Clive. We even say that, you know, these guys are not these BBS guys, like the, 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 the Tims and the Scots of the world are not old school behaviorists as we like to think, right? That's more of what we see applied in organizations than anything else. Anyways, it's kind of old school behaviorism, right? Where it's, where it's, it's action, it's consequence, action, reward, treat people like, like lab rats and we'll get the results that we want. If you have bad thoughts, I'm going to electrocute you every time that you have bad thoughts, right? And eventually I'll you'll like, stop like telling me that you have bad thoughts. <laughs> Right? And that's the point. Every time you, you continue to have your bad thoughts, you just won't tell me now when you, when you have your bad thoughts. So I think it is really, really important to kind of spread that message that we can come together. And that's probably a really good thing to do is to come together and try to move the world forward because hop is going to continue to evolve too. Right. Hopefully if it doesn't, well, we're stuck. Right. right. So we're, it's just the evolution of safety in safety in practice anyways and that's where i'm focused anyways i mean you could listen to the podcast right it's i'm not really care less about lofty opinions i really care about how things actually function where the rubber meets the road so question and now this is the crystal ball question of course oh, man. yeah so you've seen the transition in the first 100 what do you think is going to happen in the next 100 that you have going on I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, plan. You already have a plan. You have a plan. You have some ideas of what you're going to be working on. You know, I'm trying to get you to sprinkle some of the magic dust. Let's hear what you got. Well, so go. I, I, I can, I'll gladly, I'll gladly kind of paint the picture of what I'm working on, kind of where my mind goes. And, and this changes from day to day because that's just who I am. Right. I'll kind of, I'll, I'm the person that wakes up in the middle of the night and go, holy shit, we're doing that. Right. That's just, <laughs> that's just kind of how things work. Um, but if it's cool, we'll run with it. If it's not, we won't. Um, for me right now, I think the podcast, I really want to continue focusing on just, just conversations. Um, the podcast in, in, you know, this, the hop nerd, let me say that the hop nerd. Yeah. And so that's some of the plan too. And that's kind of where I've kind of grown to at this point is just the entire thing. Right. Kind of, kind of the entire, for those that don't see my umbrella hands, I'm making an umbrella right now. <laughs> um, this kind of the entire thing, because I mean, that's kind of where I've really grown to in the past 100 episodes is a hot nerd is a very important part of what I do, but it's just a part of what I do now. Right. I think that's, that's probably important to say that it's, it's a, it's a hugely important part of my life. Um, but again, it's more of the, for me, the podcast is like the fun part. And I'm not saying the rest of it's not fun, but it's like the part where I get to get on the microphone and I get to chat with everybody. And it's just awesome because it's what I like to do. Right. I just, I just completely enjoy it. You know, it's just, just 
it's just total joy when I get to actually just sit here and, and do this. Even when I'm like, oh, I don't want to go edit crap. And then when I finally sit down, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I love this. Right. Um, so for me, uh, I think that's where the hop nerd continues to go is just continuing to focus on the conversations because the conversations help to connect people. They help to build community. They help to people can listen and go, you know what? That person sounds really cool. I'm going to reach out to them. That person might be able to help me with this. Right? I think that's amazing, right? It's, it's connecting people really at the end of the day, you can really listen and over that hour and hear where somebody stands, right? You can hear ideas that maybe you didn't know you, you would have not kind of ventured before. That's why I listen to podcasts, right? I mean, I listen to stuff and I produce a lot more than I consume these days. It seems I wish I had time to really sit down and, and consume more. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I just sit down and whatever this last, I still haven't finished it. I'm this last episode, the episode before uh, the Joe Rogan experience. Now that it's moved to Spotify, I've kind of switched over and list, started listening on Spotify, this five hour Duncan Trestle episode that he just put out. It was like um, five hours and 31 minutes or something crazy. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> trying to get, trying to get in some of that. Cause I'm a fan, you know, just <laughs> trying to listen in. Um, but I think it's that it's, it's, it's continuing to share that and showcase people and let, and just have those conversations and let people hear those conversations. Because when I, when I listen, when I tune in, if I need inspiration, it's always great to put on a podcast, right? And if I'm listening and I hear just someone else chatting and I'm like, Oh, that's a really good idea. That, that's, I like that idea. Or just listening and going, Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's a really cool idea for that process, you know, that, you know, to, or this program or this or that or the other, Oh, that's a really neat approach to that. I wonder how I could use something like that over here. You know um, it's, it's nice. Right. So I think that's where I continue to go with the podcast is continuing to share those conversations, continuing to put that stuff out into the universe so people can, can get that through their ear holes. Right. Um, but then a lot of it's just everything else that's moving along with that. Um, so much of what I've started to focus on now is not only my books, but starting to, to develop the infrastructure for Pale Horse Media Co. to start doing indie publishing. Because I'm obsessed with indie publishing now. That's kind of, I always kind of have been. I always like indie bookstores. There's a lot of cool little indie bookstores here in Phoenix that I've actually started to communicate a little bit with and starting to do some stuff with too. And I, I think that's probably where, I, I can't, I guess I've just accepted the fact now that if I really want to make the world a better place to work or just in general, I can't just do it by myself. And unfortunately, my personality type, here's Sam getting a little deep and talking about myself. My personality type is the kind of personality type that goes, screw it, I'll do it all. Right. right. I'll take care of everything. Right. I'll start a publishing company and I'll write 20 books for it. <laughs> I'm not Henry Rollins. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so if, if anybody knows, Henry Rollins has seriously has published like, what, like 150 books or something. That's the only reason why he has a publishing company. Spoken, spoken word <laughs> albums and everything. You name it, it's there. <laughs> I love Henry Rollins, by the way. Mm. Um, but I think that's kind of where I get now. And that's kind of what was, as, uh, again, I say we because it's my family. It's my significant other and I. And Avery, Avery helps too. Or, or to be six in two weeks. Um, oh my. she's, she's, she's like the office manager around here. It's awesome. <laughs> um, she keeps us all in line. Um, but I think that's what I've started to accept is that if I really want similar to the podcast, if it was just me ranting for a hundred episodes, it'd kind of suck. I have 200 like that. Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, but no, so, but you're even with those. So you're referring to the, the radar Sage show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're still, you're putting in news, you're putting in current information. If it was just me, like giving Sam's opinion just totally my opinion for a hundred episodes. 
I mean, I'm assuming it would suck. It probably would, right? <laughs> after after some point, it would just be a lunatic ranting in a closet here about, you know, whatever, right? I've run out of stuff to talk about. Um, but I think that's where I've evolved to with this whole thing. Right? I'm going, well, if I want to really focus on making the world a better place, just in general, whether it's in the world of safety, whether it's in the world of, of you know, kind of normal hop stuff, whether it's going down the path of, of fighting for um, more inclusion in our profession or fighting for more inclusion in the world in general, right? Uh, I'm not going to be able to just do that by myself, right? So that's where I really kind of get into this, this piece of kind of indie books and publishing and just, I've been calling it just curating cool. That's really what I want to focus on <laughs> with, 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 with Pale Horse is that that's been kind of, that's, that's kind of become our, our slogan is, is basically indie books and the curation of cool, right? We just, we just want to curate cool things, right? So that's a lot of what, what we kind of, it's, it's, it's in its infancy. We're just starting, mm-hmm. right? We're just starting to go down that path. But I think a hundred episodes from now, there's, you'll probably see a lot more in from me in the publishing world. Um, both mine and other folks. I'm not to, not to give away too much, uh, but I, I can say we've got projects going on there that I'm, in, I'm, I'm involved in. I think I shared one with you before we were talking about, um, I'm actually working on a cookbook. So mm-hmm. for folks that, so now you can all hold me accountable to this, um, that we're going to actually publish a cookbook, which is going to be super cool because it's not going to be like your normal cookbook. It kind of goes back to that oral tradition in rural Appalachia that we we're just talking about of recipes that are handed down. I'm basically taking recipes from, from my family, right. And getting those. And then uh, I'm getting the stories from, from how they learned them and their experiences with them. Some hilarious stuff that, you know, just funny things, you know, funny little, little uh, tall tales. And then <laughs> we're going to take it and try to cook and we're going to do the photography and everything in our personal kitchen at home. Oh Lord! <laughs> between, between myself, Jarrell, uh, my significant other, and and our daughter, and we're going to cook and however it turns out, right? I, hand on, I don't have a Bible. I've got a <laughs> I've got a book of uh, funerary portraits. Just here. just download um, the app real quick. <laughs> here, here, here. Hand on the Bible here um, <laughs> for those that can't see it's the uh, foundation safety science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that we're going to, uh, however it turns out, we're just going to, we're going to publish it. We're going to throw it in there. We're going to basically tell, it's not going to be like long stories. Mm-hmm. It's going to be short form, like a little, little quick blurb on, okay, this was awful. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Don't try it. <laughs> we're we're going to, we're working on stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's for me, a lot of my growth has been well outside. It seems, you know, just it's coupling everything that I enjoy together, I think is what I've discovered. It's so let me ask a question real quick, because you said something about publishing and you feel that you're going to be doing a lot more publishing. Are you taking outsiders? I will. Yeah. I plan on it. I'll, I'll say that there's a, yes, we're building out the infrastructure to do that. I, I will say that. Um, yeah. If it's, cool. I mean, if, if, if I'm asking something that you're not wanting to talk about yet, I can totally understand. No, but I you mean, know that's going to come up. No, so and the folks know me well enough to know that even if I didn't want to talk about it, I'd tell you, and I wouldn't even edit it out. I would just leave it in here. I'm, I'm a lazy, I'm a lazy bum. But, but no, so that's that's really the plan. That really is the plan. Um, for me, it's that it's taking because uh, I, I won't say with who, but I've had some conversations with folks. With um, who? Uh, yeah, with, I'm joking. And I, I, with with several, with several, I would say like five people. Because once you once you indie publish a couple of books, people are like, "How the hell do you indie publish a book?" Right? They want to know. And I will say that the process is can be painful. It's not that hard. I don't think it's that hard. Um, no, no, but, no, 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 no. It's extremely difficult, and they need to go yeah. through your publishing house. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's it's not even that. It's it's 
once you figure it out, I'll say, I don't think it's hard, but the harder part for me that I've seen people that people struggle with is the artistic edge, right? They struggle with covers. They struggle with making something cool. And let's face it. Um, I don't know what the statistics are, but it, uh, book covers sell books. Mm-hmm. If your cover sucks, sorry. Right. Um, I'm not saying that my covers are the best, but I mean, when I look at safety sucks, it catches your attention. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. There's a little, little being provocative. Isn't necessarily bad. Right. Um, so are you saying take provocative pictures for your cover? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want the book to come in that, that, that paper wrapping, you know, <laughs> what was it? I think it was the, uh, I think, um, uh, Anthony Bourdain. I've actually, that's that, I love Anthony Bourdain. So I've actually had an Anthony Bourdain portrait over here. That's awesome. Um, but um, I think that, uh, I think it was his last cookbook that he'd come out with. They actually had, they wrapped it in brown paper before it would go to Barnes and Noble because it was too uh, aggressive or something. It was too violent. Oh, oh, the, the style that was on it, but stuff like that is really important. Um, I think what's interesting though, is that again, I've had a couple conversations. I say a couple, it's been like five or six with people that have gone more traditional routes um, with large scale publishing houses. And they're going, is this normal that I get like five cents per book? And you're going, why the hell do you get five cents per book? Let's Hold talk. on. Let's who, talk. who are you talking about? Let's, oh, no. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Hold on. I think I have one of their books down here. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Let's talk. <laughs> oh, I better not pull that book out. <laughs> no, because I'll, I'll be honest. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I won't name any names. I won't name any publishing houses because it's not, I don't know what, I don't know what the deal is. But you've seen that. Um, go search books on Amazon. Look at the prices. Right. Um, go look at the prices versus uh, large publishing houses versus any publishing houses. Mm-hmm. Any publishing houses are a lot cheaper. Right. And it's not, it's not because there's any real difference. <laughs> it's because well, I mean, they're it, nimble. We're nimble. We can well, move, the we thing can is that people put a value on that brand name, but when I'm yeah. looking for an author, I'm not looking for the brand name. I'm looking for the author. Well, I don't think so. I've, I've found um, I've gotten stuck into this kind of community of authors and writers and stuff now, which it kind of happens. Um, so I've had a lot of conversations well outside of the world of safety. Um, and I've had a lot of these conversations with folks that are going, you know, it's kind of the opposite now. I've, I've actually struck up some conversations with some, some, some published authors outside of the safety space. And they're going, it's quite the opposite now. Mm-hmm. Um Nowadays, when you're more traditionally published, it's almost like in the past it used to be, I'm an, I'm an indie author. And nowadays they're going, oh, I'm an indie author. And everybody's going, I'm a traditional published author. All right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, right. It's kind of it's flipped a little bit. Um, but so that's where I, I guess that's to say, yes, um, my goal with that is to curate cool things, whether it's safety or not. Right. If it's cool and people want to talk about publishing it through Pale Horse, we will gladly talk about what that looks like. Um, and for me, it's making it's because there's a for me, it's this it's it's the ability to take a really cool idea and make it that much cooler. Right. To give it really cool cover art to make it something that's 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 that much cooler, you know, because there's a ton of books. And as you know, that I've, I've read, you've read, we've all read and they're going, this book is phenomenal and their marketing sucks. Right. Um, and it, it a lot of it has it is that stuff like that. It's 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 cover art and it's this, it's just wacky. It's just, that's what you want. 
Like I have like a hundred ideas that we can chat about, you know? And so what I find myself doing when people strike up these conversations or even just in the past, you know, I'm the person that's like, listen, if you want to cover, I'll do it for you. Just let me know. Just I'll do it for you for free. (laughs) Just just As long as you use my publishing house. I just want your stuff to not suck. (laughs) Because it's too awesome to suck. Let's make it. It's too great to suck. Well, I asked this That's question. really my passion is to curate the cool stuff. And, and I, I hate the worst. The worst mm-hmm. is when something is amazing and cool. And then it sucks because of everything else that is wrapped in. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going, oh, this could have been. It, it would be like, it would be like, you know, pulling out, you know, a Hendrix record. And it's got like this awful album art of like, you know, just some, some horrible uh, clip art from. <laughs> From, from, from like windows, you know, from like word, old school word, you know, <laughs> paint. No. And the reason that I asked is, and I know that you, you say that you're, you're probably doing this later down the road, but you kind of move at the speed of sound. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I asked now, because I remember a couple of weeks ago, we were having a conversation and you were about a month away before this book was going to be published. And all of a sudden, I think it was the following week. Boom. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, because so my timelines are they're like they're plus or minus 80, I guess. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I'll kind of give myself, um, any of these timelines, you know, that, and it's, let's just be honest. It's just stuff we make up for ourselves anyways, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It'd be like a month. And then, I'll, you know, something I'll get a kick of inspiration. And I'm like, screw that. I can do this tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, give me 24 hours. I'm not sleeping tonight. Let's do this thing. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just my personality and lots of, and lots of Starbucks. Um, but or whatever coffee you can get a hold of. Yes. So there's, it's really bad because where the studio is at, there's a Starbucks. It's like just right, right there. So oh, it's, it's almost within walking distance. Almost. It'd be bad if it was in walking distance. But so, yeah, I, when I say we, we want to, we have the ability to now. We're, we're prepared for that now. Um, for small, it's not even small scale, I guess. I mean, we've, we've built out the ability to be able to, um, if someone has a manuscript right now, um, edited, unedited, whatever, um, we could bring that book to market within a month, probably. Okay. So hold on. Are you doing, are you doing everything? Are you doing? Absolutely. So you're doing full key turn then. We, we can, so we can, if I, br- if... yeah, yeah. So, so, and, so, so uh, would you, you know, go straight? Uh, yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah, we're not opposed to that. I'm not not opposed to that. I'm not saying that I would, <laughs> but you're not opposed to it. Right, so, I'm, I'm, and, I'm, and and I also know when something like that comes out of Sam Goodman's mouth, that means that he's going to do it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would I would say this. I would go. So this this is the this is where the piece comes in. Is I would ghostwrite for the right people. That would, so for me, ghostwriting would be a much more intimate affair, I guess. Like right. for the right for the right people, I would ghostwrite. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't just. Again, back to the point of not seeing written word as mechanical and seeing it more as an art form. I don't. It would almost be like me painting a picture and then signing somebody else's name on it, right? And I don't. I don't know. So if for the right person, I would love to do that. I, I would love. I would love to co-author. There's people I'd love to co-author with. Right. Even beyond way beyond the safety realm. Right. Um, but so ghost, yeah, ghost writing is a potential, you know, and even going down kind of this, um, the whole point with Pale Horse though, is even, even saying that, you know, complete turnkey, even if it's something that we can't completely handle in house in the world that we live in, uh, an editor is, is one click away. Right. I mean, right. we can quickly get a book edited well beyond, you know, what we have going on. 
Um, so we, we are taking manuscript submissions, which, you know, which is a, is a possibility, you know, for folks, if they want to uh, want to go down that path or if they just have a cool idea, if I've, I've, I've that's what's been some of the conversation I've honestly had with people with the publishing side of things is that if you got a cool idea. Let's talk about it again. Uh, it's that it's the curation of cool. It's putting cool stuff out into the world. I think that's, that's what I enjoy the most, whether it's through the hot nerd, um, whether it's the stuff that we're doing over on the other podcasts, whether it's the stuff that we're starting up with uh, project visible, whether it's the books that I've written or the books that I want other people to write. I've got ideas for <laughs> books for other people to write that I just, they just don't know it yet. Right. <laughs> Like, hey, can we talk real quick? I have an idea for you. Write me this book. <laughs> but so I think that's what that's what I want to see happen. I want I want to um, I really want to bring that stuff into the world um, because it needs to be there. Right. It needs to be there. Um, that that stuff needs to be there. A book is a great example. The right book with the right cover at the right price. It's accessible. It's cool. I mean, there's just something about, I mean, we, I know we live in a Kindle world, but there's just something about picking up a cool book. You know, there's just something about that. That's just nice, you know? Um, and even the Kindle versions, yeah, I'm just not a huge Kindle person. That's just me. I'm not an easy. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's different for every person. Like I'll tell you, my wife, she loves to read books that she can physically grab, pick up, yeah. flip pages. And I mean, she'll read a Kindle book if she has to, but that is not her preferred method. Well, and so, it, but it's, it's interesting. So I, I know I keep harping on books. Um, and again, I, I, we're in the position to where we can, again, we can handle that. We have, we have the, uh, the stuff, the infrastructure to do that. But another place that we go is we start talking music too, right? Curation of music, curation of, of different things, because they all, to me, they all kind of come into the same, they're all the same thing. It's all right. art at the end of the day, which I think is something that makes even the hot nerd interesting is it's, it's more, it's different. It's not, again, it's not the normal run-of-the-mill safety stuff, right? It's, right? it's entertaining, as we kind of talked before. How dare we be entertaining? Mm-hmm. Dare, dare, dare we perform when we, when we bring information <laughs> out into the world? Um, so I think that there, that's I'm, – and again, I'm, I'm kind of planning in my head as we talk about this. I don't, I don't have a strategic plan. I have a vision. I have a, an idea of what it looks like at the end, you know, but – um, I think that uh, if, if anybody wants kind of behind the scenes, how Sam functions, um, a lot of it is that is I think if you uh, if you have too strategic of a vision and plan, check, 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 you get lost in check marks and you can't uh, be nimble enough to actually make things happen. Right. And that's so, kind of, that's so kind concept, of back to the timeline piece. So that, concept of the publishing real quick, if you don't mind me asking, is it yeah. going to be. I guess create to order. So let's say for instance, I have a manuscript, you agree, you want, we move forward. Is it one of the, is it along the lines that somebody orders it? So, so customer wants it, then you print or is it mass print and then you have a warehouse of it? So I've found um, a, a lot of what I, I really like is I like direct print. Okay. I like direct print. Now, so the, the possibility is both. So, and I tested this with um, safety sucks with safety sucks. <laughs> and I, I will tell you that um there's some great print shops out there that I've used that can deliver phenomenal, just phenomenal, beautiful books. Um, but what happens is, and not, not to get too much behind the scenes, I guess I think it's, people are pretty aware of this. Bringing a book to market is risk. 
right? Especially if you go a traditional way. And that's why that's a lot of the reason why you go on Amazon and you see uh, a 200 page book that sells for $80 right now through certain publishers, because it's a huge risk because they did exactly that. They'll go through. And um, so for most folks that don't understand how most traditional publishing works is you usually are, your manuscript is bought at a certain price, right? And I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just using kind of more relatable terminology here. Um, you're, it's not necessarily bought. You usually retain the rights to your manuscript. Um, but let's say a, a, a basically a publisher will give you an advance, right? Uh, it is not nearly as much as what many people think out there. Um, and so you, you basically have to sell out your advance before you start to see any royalty, right? Now, the unfortunate part about that is most books do not sell their advance. The vast majority of them, even large books, do not sell their advance, Right. So a lot of these folks that have had even books that you'll go to and you'll see in the airport in the bookstore have not met their advance yet, right? Because uh, those are some of those are six-figure books, right? Um, but the point here is that, that that's a huge risk. They're buying your book, they're taking it to market, they're printing thousands of copies, and for those folks that have not printed thousands of copies, yeah, the price goes down a little bit when you print thousands, but you're talking lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of capital to get those books out there. Right. A small order, a small batch of safety sucks. It's, we're still talking, you know, you can get up upwards of a grand just in a small batch of books. Right. And you start going, okay, then what am I going to sell these for per book with this paper quality, with this cover quality, with this and that and the other, plus to uh, put the ISBN on it, plus to do all these other pieces. If you go the direct print route, you lose a lot, you lose a lot of the risk. Right. And you can actually bring those prices down quite a bit. And then the author can see a much higher royalty than what you see from some of those other things. And now, you know, like the inner workings of how, how we'll, how we accomplish that at Pell Horse for sure. Will we use some traditional means of how we do advances and different for sure. Yeah. That's kind of standard in the book industry, but the difference is, is when you're going kind of KDP or kind of going other direct print mechanisms, there's lots of them out there other than Amazon proper. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you start to see that again authors don't get five cent royalty authors will get what they what they deserve for a book right um you'll start to see that you can actually meet in advance you know even if it's a small advance and let's be honest most I'll, I'll, the, here's here's the data if you anybody go look this up an indie book advance is not very high right mm. it's less than a thousand dollars usually Okay, let's unknown author less than a grand book advance usually, right? Let's mm-hmm. knock my coffee over here. Um, but what's nice about that is when you go through a very nimble, smaller indie print shop or indie print house, who then has kind of those relationships with print shops and indie bookstores and kind of other stuff, then you can, you can start to see those things move pretty quick, especially if you couple good idea with right cover sold to the right market. Again, it, it works but it's getting that book in front of the people that really, really want to see it. And to me, it still goes back to the art of it though. If you put the, if you put the right message with the wrong cover in front of somebody, they're going to pass on it every time. If you show me the most beautifully printed book, that is everything that I would ever want in a book and it's 80 freaking dollars. I'm not going to buy it. Right. And again, that's where you see a lot of the more traditional media going at the moment. Now, and as with, as with everything else, as you know, we're, we're audio too. So we can run down the, we'll run down the path of audiobooks and everything else that will, you know, any, anything in that space 
if, if somebody wants to do a 45 hour long spoken word album, we'll help them with that. If that's what they want. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> we want, if we want the, uh, if we want, uh, you know, a new generation of, you know, new gen Henry Rollins, we'll, we'll, go, <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go that way. But so that's kind of where my mind goes. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Again, I, what I really enjoy about indie publishing um, is the nimbleness of it is the fact that we can actually bring stuff to market faster. Um, I think that's, what's amazing is when I talk to people and I, again, my brain just doesn't work on that speed. I talk to people. I was like, yeah, I had this book written. It has been written for like a year. I worked through a publisher. It took like a year and a half to get it published. And then I get, you know, five cent royalty and it sucks. Uh-huh. So I'm like you, when I hear something sucks, my answer is to provide a solution to what sucks. Right. So if that sucks, let's make it not suck. Right. And again, I have no plans to compete with large scale publishing. My idea is just to just to take cool stuff and get it out there. Get these indie authors and these folks that have great book ideas or great ideas for wacky spoken word records or art or music or anything else in between and help push it out, help birth it into the world. That's what I want to do. I want to help birth it into the world. I want to curate the cool and not just mine. Cause not all mine's going to be cool. Some of my stuff's going to suck. So <laughs> I like to well, at least you're planning, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. I think that, the, I think that we're going to see a lot of this a lot sooner than what, what I, I'm even thinking that before this episode comes out, you'll probably have a big push. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. There's, 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 uh, there's, uh, things that are, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I, um, We'll just see how the next 100 episodes go. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how things are <laughs> are looking. Then <laughs> we might have this chat at episode 200, and I might go oh, screw all that stuff. I'm not doing any of that anymore. Or we Ask. might be having a chat at episode 102, going, <laughs> "It's already in full effect." Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think about that one? Episode one zero zero officially in the books. I'm so happy that I got to spend it hanging out with the one, the only, the amazing Dr. J. Allen. So a huge thank you, Dr. J. Allen, for hanging out with me. A huge thank you for all that you do in pulling this this wacky circus of folks together at Safety FM. It's a blast. I love it because there's so many different viewpoints, so many different styles of podcasts, and so many different personalities. And I like that. I love that. I got to have more of it. We need more stuff like Safety FM in the world. So I think it's cool. And Dr. J. Allen obviously kind of uh, kind of read my mind, kind of predicted the future there, because obviously things are kind of cooking over at PellHorseMedia.co, so make sure you check that out. All of what we talked about, if you are an indie author or if you have dreams or aspirations of publishing a book, let me know. Get into contact. Let's have a chat about what that looks like for you publishing through Pell Horse Media Co. Again, head over to PellHorseMedia.co. And you can find out more. You can submit your manuscript. You can you can look at all that stuff. Just head over there. So again, that's super cool. But let me let me finish right where I started. I think that's that's the appropriate place to finish this. And I'm, you're going to get mad at me. You're going to be annoyed at me uh, because I'm going to say it again. Are you ready for it? I'm going to say thank you. I, <laughs> I say it a ton. I know. I say it to the point of probably you getting super annoyed with it. But I want you to know how much I appreciate all of your support, all of your love, all of that stuff. And I really hope that you feel it coming back at you from this podcast. Uh, again, don't hesitate. Never hesitate to contact me. Never hesitate to reach out. Thehopnerd at gmail.com. Sam at thehopnerd.com. Look, 
I'll, I'll level with you. Things have been kind of wacky and wild, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm up to my neck in a lot of stuff right now, and it might take me a while to get back to you sometimes. Sometimes it's instant, <laughs> but just just give me, you know, bear with me, a little bit of patience, promise I will get back to you at some point. Things get buried right now. It's a, it's a wild and wacky and intense time, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. Don't hesitate to get into contact. Don't hesitate to give me a call. Shoot me a text. Whatever. Even if you just want to link up and, and have a virtual beer and just chat about something, I'm, I'm down for that. I really think that's probably the coolest part of, of all this. It's just the amazing friendships that we have grown, the amazing community that we have grown. It's, it's just great. I like it. I love it. And I'm excited to see what happens for the rest of this year for the next 100 episodes, for the next 1,000 episodes. I'm excited to see the amazing things that come out of hopuniversity.org. I'm excited to see the amazing books that we publish through palehorsemedia.co. I'm, I'm so excited. That's all I can say. I love you. I'm excited for the future, and I, I can't wait. That's all I've got, everybody. Happy 100th episode. Oh, and make sure you head over, because safety sucks is free again for today. So go check it out. You can head over to Amazon. Uh, the Kindle version will be free for today. That's all I've got. Sam Goodman, the Hot Nerd, signing off. <gasps> bye, right, bye. Today's episode has been brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. You can head over to palehorsemedia.co or palehorsemediaco.com for more information. We create cool. We curate cool. Are you an author? Do you have an idea for something super cool? Do you have a finished manuscript? Or maybe you're even working with another publisher currently and you're just not happy with how the process is going. We'd love to hear all about it. Head over to pellhorsemediaco.com or pellhorsemedia.co and let us know about what you've got going on. We would love to be a part of bringing your project to life. Again, that's pellhorsemediaco.com or pellhorsemedia.co. Indie books, podcasts, publishing, events, and more. Pellhorsemedia.co. The Hop Nerd Podcast is brought to you by Hop. University. Head on over to hopuniversity.org. That's hopuniversity.org. We offer on demand and in person hop training, speaking engagements, one on one coaching for safety professionals, and consultation to organizations for all things safety better. Again, head over to hopuniversity.org.